Welcome to the Process to Ecom Profit Podcast, where we know top-line sales just isn't enough to have the business of your dreams. Learn to run a profitable business online that doesn't run you. Welcome to the Process to E-Commerce Profits Podcast. We are really excited to share uh, about what we've learned, about what we do, uh, and how we help businesses. Uh, I'm going to leave it to Cindy to kind of tell you a little bit about what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Thank you, Robin. Um, Well, our mission for our podcast is to help e-commerce businesses build a profitable business, one that they run instead of the business running them. And, you know, we want to make sure that we start with a little bit about us so that we kind of have, you know, we have a unique perspective on uh, running e-commerce businesses. You know, I started as a seller uh, and then I coached a lot of high volume sellers. So not only have I actually physically held the inventory, now have I, you know, I've actually had the cash flow issues. I've, I've had to be frustrated with Amazon because, you know, big portions of my inventory had been lost or moved or something along those lines. Um, but we've also looked at a lot of different Amazon businesses across, across a lot of different sourcing methods. And that gives us a unique perspective to see what really works and what doesn't work. Um, you know, we've spent the last several years, like, analyzing launch strategies and, um, you know, what really looking at businesses that are profitable and businesses that are in trouble. And we've been able to identify and we want to share with you some of the tips and some of the the identifiers that we see that helps to make a successful, profitable e-commerce, one that uh, that you run instead of it running you. So uh, how did you get started with this, like an e-commerce accounting business? Well, first of all, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was looking for something to do to help supplement our income and to provide some flexibility so that I could be with my daughter uh, in those years because I was was a stay-at-home mom, but I was also homeschooling. And so I needed something that was flexible. I needed something that provided a little income to help me pay for my daughter's tutoring. And the idea of working remotely really appealed to me. In my corporate job, I had... um, many years of accounting experience had installed accounting systems um, a couple of times as our our, uh, corporate business grew. And so accounting kind of came naturally to me. And I was uh, consulting with a friend of mine in her business and really she needed to move her accounting online as well. So about that time, QuickBooks Online was coming out into the uh, forefront as being a, a application that you could use remotely. And so from that perspective, I built this remote accounting business to allow me to be home, take care of my family's needs, and um, also serve clients. Um, One of the things that I learned pretty early on was that my clients were struggling with cash flow and with profitability. And about that same time, I happened to meet Mike Michalowicz and heard him speak on Profit First as he was introducing that book, um, the the first self-published version back in 2014. And I knew it could help my clients. So I joined forces with Profit First, become one of the uh, first uh, Profit First professionals. And through my interactions with Mike, um, went through some coaching with him to learn about um, how to develop a niche to grow our, you know, our businesses. And so I had a few e-commerce clients. And from uh, working with Mike and working with those e-commerce clients, I knew it was a good fit. And um, so I focused down on being able to serve those clients effectively since about 2015. You know, we have had mutual clients and uh, 
uh, that we've we've shared where we we both have, have had access to those things. And uh, you've come to speak at a, several of my retreats where we've looked, you know, we've had like high volume sellers come. As you looked at so many different uh, types of Amazon businesses and e-commerce businesses, what has been the thing that has surprised you the most? Well, I, I think, you know, coming from a more traditional corporate type background, I just assumed everybody understood the ins and outs of businesses and of business and how it worked. And what I realized is that people were coming into Amazon as a side hustle and that for for our clients, they got it right. They figured out how to sell uh, and how to make money selling on Amazon, but they didn't really understand how to create the systems, put the processes in place to really grow it as a business instead of uh, growing it as a side hustle and, and, you know, being scrappy every day. And, you know, there's a certain great feeling to all of that as you're getting started, but it can't last forever and people burn out on it. And uh, I hear people say, I just don't know what I'm going to do this. I, I can't get away to take a vacation. This thing is running my life. And so one of the things that we like to do is help people get in a situation where they're back in charge and they get the help they need. They put the systems in place so that the business is really operating um, in a sustainable way, not totally dependent on the owner burning the midnight oil all the time. And I've seen you know you working with businesses that have been able to to do that, have been able to kind of get them from a place where they were completely crushed by uh, you know, by their payments and their loan debt and getting get them to a healthy place. And I think you've even had some of those businesses ultimately be able to exit, right? Yes, we have. I mean, you know, it's uh, first of all, you do need to figure out how to get profitable. But as you get profitable, um, then you can use that money to start to put in place the systems and the order in the structure of things so that you can um, get out of the day-to-day and, and start really working on designing your business. And what we find is that clients that focus on those things really can grow and scale more quickly, and they're in a better position and look more attractive to a buyer when it comes time to exit. And this past year, uh, it's been exciting to see some some of our um, long-term clients make some some really good money uh, on these businesses that they've built over the years and, you know, just really see the payoff for what they've been working hard for. What other ways have you have like your small business experience made it so you're really able to help your clients? Well, first of all, profit first. I, you know, I, that uh, that was a starting point for me. It's been tremendously helpful in my business. I see the impact that it has with our clients' business. Um, when when the pandemic started and there was so much uncertainty and Amazon was shutting down what they would accept, I was getting emails from clients who were on profit first saying, thank you so much. We've got cash in the bank and we're going to be fine. And we're so glad that we have this reserve built up. The other email I was getting was, we don't know what the heck we're going to do. Can you help us figure out how <laughs> we're going to make payments? You know, And so I like the first emails better. So profit first is kind of a foundational thing. You have to have good finances and um, good uh, good books and good understanding of what your books are telling you. But you also have to have a good system for managing your cash flow too. And so the um, so the 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 idea of getting cash management and profits in place first really sets you up then to work on systems. Um, I'm a big fan of Mike McCallowitz's uh, book that followed um, Profit First called Clockwork which is about designing a business that supports um, supports the seller. 
so that they can actually um, put some order in their business and focus on those design things that are going to be better strategically suited to um, to helping that business grow and helping the owner feel fulfilled by what they're doing instead of completely drained at the end of the day. And I know that neither of us want this uh, podcast to be in, you know, an advertisement necessarily for our business, but we, what we really want to do is we want to be able to reach more people and help get that result. What is the thing that you see that's missing the most when you are talking to new potential clients that's kind of missing in their businesses? I think, um, understanding the the finances you know they've they've worked really hard to understand how to get um how to sell and how and that changes all the time so it's never something that you said it and forget it but they're on top of those systems and and are aware of their importance but they don't really always understand how to look at the financial side of things and see what those numbers are telling them um, so that they can start to look at things a little more down, you know, downstream of what's coming and how to how to get prepared for that. But I'd love to I'd like to get to know more about um, uh, how you got into the place of becoming a seller and, and the journey for where you are now, Robin. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about how you started as a seller and, and, and what motivated you to do that? Well, you know, it was, it's completely unpredictable that I'm an owner of an agency now because, uh, you know, uh, over 11 years ago or 12 years, it all kind of is a blur a long time ago in a land far, far away. Not actually, <laughs> but um, the, uh, I actually was a youth minister and we couldn't make ends meet and my son was sick and we just had to do something. So I took $100 out of our emergency fund. We started buying things on eBay and then Amazon. We started to grow that business. In just a few short years, we built that $10 million business. Then we started coaching other high volume sellers, kind of like you. We started to say, okay, here's what we've learned. And here's, you know, things that, you know, we needed to understand about cash flow and, um, you know, the way that we manage inventory and even listing optimization. And we went from kind of buying things in stores to buying things wholesale as, as a seller. Uh, we realized then that Amazon was a huge issue for brand owners, for you know manufacturers. It was just a, a very big pain point. It was a frustrating place to have their goods sold, whether they liked it there or not. And so we started about five or six years ago. We started our agency, kind of one one client, then a couple, and then we've kind of built it uh, since then. Um, and, you know, now I get to work with these amazing companies. Some of them are like Shark Tank size, you know, that they, you know, they have their product there. They have some sales and they're, they're, they're working on scaling. Uh, and then we have some companies that is, are as big as, you know, publicly traded where the, the amount of uh, increased revenue that we were able to get them was able to bring in additional rounds of investment. So it's really fun. I, I know that what I do helps people hire more people, uh, make sure that they have, uh, get to see their kids uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and actually can be present with their kids because they're not, while they're playing Settlers of Catan, they're not thinking about how am I going to make that next Amazon payment. Um, so, you know, it's, I love what I do. And uh, I, I've, I've had the chance to speak at Harvard for Women's Entrepreneurship Day, which was a huge honor. And, um, it, you know, I was, I was there for that. And then uh, I write on a regular basis for Search Engine Journal. 
and I'm an SEM Rush Academy professor, which doesn't mean much in the Amazon space, but if you are from the Google space, uh, you'll know that there are a very well-respected uh, software service that helps people with optimization. So um, I've got to speak at really amazing conferences and do really great things, but the thing that I love most is helping people especially now that I'm working with brand owners, is having those businesses be profitable, having them be able to expand their reach. Uh, and when I'm working with resellers, help making it so that they, they can have the business that they started this whole thing to begin with. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's the thing. When people start a business, it's to achieve something. And uh, it's usually they didn't have in mind staying up all night trying to figure out how the uh, to, how to solve the next crisis. And uh, so it's nice to be able to help people get to that place of peace of mind. You know, you, you've talked about being in business uh, for 10 or 11 years, and, and that is a long time by small business standards. Um, but in the Amazon world, that's like a really long time because I mean, I've, I've been working in the Amazon space since 2015, and I can see just the dramatic change that has happened in, in that time, uh, time span. And, and, you know, COVID changed everything just here in the last couple <laughs> of years. So what have you seen? What are some of the, the big changes that you've seen over the time you started as a, as a, a, a reseller? You know, Amazon is almost completely different. I mean, the fundamentals are the same. There's a listing page, you know, you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to have your product be seen by more people. Uh, FBA has been around for a very long time, but, you know, things like safety and compliance weren't an issue when I started. Uh, you know, there were not as many brands that actually cared about Amazon uh, when I started. So the the type of business that does well on Amazon has changed dramatically. And part of that is because the platform continues to mature. So, you know, when I started, everything was the wild, wild west. People were, you know, repackaging food in ways that were really illegal. And, uh, you know, like there was all sorts of craziness that was happening on the platform. Um, but, you know, now, uh, you know, Amazon's been taking a lot of that more seriously. So it does take more strategic thinking, more like you, you do have to actually have a more well thought out plan. Uh, and, you know, especially with COVID and the supply chain issues, a lot of uh, margins were sh uh, shrunk in the last year. So, you know, what we see is the people that are doing well, the people who've been doing well this whole time, they're willing to kind of continue to kind of keep their eye on the horizon and change their business and adapt to that marketplace change. Um, because what worked five or six years ago doesn't work today. Uh, and that's why it, it can be hard for people who are trying to figure out Amazon going off of YouTube videos, because if that YouTube video was made four years ago, you know, maybe everything in it is inaccurate or could actually get you in trouble now. So it's hard to tell what the right advice is for Amazon. Um, but, you know, what we have seen is just, you know, it's not just a cash grab anymore. You do have to have this well thought out strategy. You need to have good marketing fundamentals, which honestly you did not need to have. Uh, seven years ago, it was just a cash grab. Um, and so, you know, it it's not harder and it's not easier. It's just different. Mm -hmm. And the obstacles that you face are different. You know, when I first started, you know, there was no calculator to tell you whether an item was profitable. We were kind of guessing on some things. We're like, oh, well, I'm selling it for three times. That item must be profitable. And, you know, now we've got all these tools that can tell us all of this data on these products. But there are more issues when it comes to dealing with Amazon customer service and seller support that maybe we didn't have. So, it, you know, it's just an evolving place. Um, and so you have to be prepared to have some patience 
and know that Amazon people at Amazon are way too busy to have an agenda against against you. So it's just looking at how can you make it work and coming with like a, a solution oriented mindset as my daughter's elementary school is trying to teach her, you know. Yeah, that, that that's a good life skill for sure. <laughs> what other skills do you see that people need to have to be um, an Amazon seller in today's climate? Well, first, you need to have an understanding of the fundamentals of marketing. Now, if you're just reselling Nike shoes or Lego, then, you know, this isn't going to be as important because, you know, to be honest, they're doing most those brands are doing the heavy lifting for you. They've already developed the fan base. They've already developed the community. They've already developed the buzz. But especially if you're developing your own products or you're working on launching products that maybe are not as well known on Amazon understanding the basics of marketing, understanding, you know, what is a customer avatar or what is, uh, you know, what is a funnel? How do we move people through? What is, you know, the indoctrination sequence that we want to kind of bring people through off Amazon uh, to help people become aware of our products? And then, you know, if you're running any kind of ads, um, then we really need some somebody on your team that's good at analytics, somebody who can look at the ads and say, this is working, this is not working, somebody that comes with if-then um, mindset. doesn't have to be the same person. And in fact, usually the person that's good at marketing is not going to be good at analytics. So you can hire this piece out. Uh, that same analytics person is usually going to be your check. And the person that's going to say, let's make sure that we're checking voice of the customer on a weekly basis. Let's make sure that we're doing these things to ensure that the account is healthy. We're dealing with anything that comes up in that account health uh, before it becomes a problem. Uh, then the biggest thing and the thing that puts people out of business the most, I think, is cash flow and profitability, um, especially when margins get tight. Uh, I see people take lower and lower margins because they're still trying to grow. And what can happen then is that you're you're continuing to squeeze and you can we've actually you've seen this, too. They, they do grow their top line, but they're actually making less money than they did when they were selling three hundred thousand dollars less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is really about making sure that you're really thinking things, those things through as you're developing your business. Uh, and then now more than ever, you really do need to have some sort of understanding or hiring out somebody who has an understanding of logistics. That, that means getting the products to you, especially if you're importing. But, you know, now there are times where you do need to have, you need to be thinking a little bit in a, in a more advanced strategy about how you're getting your products to Amazon. Should you be using small parcel? Should you be using LTL or should you be using uh, FTL? Uh, you know, we had a client that over Christmas, they're, they're new, it was a it was a supply chain nightmare. You know, they wanted to have their new product launch in May. It didn't arrive until um, November 30th. And so in order to get it live for Christmas, we really did need to utilize FTL in order to get it checked in quickly. Luckily, they were near uh, a, a vendor that we have connected people with that allows them to kind of get access to that kind of shipping. Um, so we really do need to think about um you know, how you're getting your products to in Amazon, when is it right to FBA, when is it not right? And, you know, all of those things put together, um, but really keeping an eye most, you know, first and foremost on profitability. And it, there are times where maybe you might take a hit on profitability, but there needs to be a path to sustainable profitability. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to do all of these things that you're really doing in these in the business. Yeah, that's the thing we see over and over is, People get attached maybe to an original product that's not profitable anymore, but it really sucks cash out of the business just to keep that 
uh, product on the um, in stock. And and by doing that, they're taking cash away from um, things that really are up and coming and are making money. And, and just that whole portfolio analysis uh, of what's making money for you now, it, it changes over time. So it's the kind of thing you have to look at over and over. Well, Robin, I'm really excited that we're kicking this off. Um, we, we both have talked shop for years uh, as we've talked at uh, conferences and, and with uh, joint clients. And so it's really exciting to, to look at this podcast as a way that we can give back, to give back some practical skills and knowledge to people um, so that they can run a successful business. And, um, you know, when, when you start that business, you start off with a dream and, um, and very quickly it turns into overwhelm. And so <laughs> uh, I, I know you share uh, the same goal as I do that we want people to, to achieve the dream and to build a business that provides them the cash, that provides them the, the time and, and um, space in their life that they can actually be, um, be present with families and, and do the other fun things like uh, hobbies and sports, et cetera. So that's our mission for the podcast. Um, and we're super excited to, to come to you uh, and share these tips and, you know, we're really looking forward to helping, you know, if, if you're struggling, then we want to help give you some tips. We've seen the one, one time, sometimes making one adjustment or one, just adding one best practice. Maybe it's even just as simple as doing a weekly cash flow projection um, that can really make the difference between life and death, not to be overly dramatic uh, for your business or being able to be able to not fire or lay somebody off. And we know that right now businesses are being pinched more than ever. And so this really felt like a good time to do this. So we hope that you'll enjoy the podcast. If there's something you'd really like to hear us talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can reach out to us. Uh, both of us, all of that information will be available in the show notes. Um, but we want to be here to help uh, the e-commerce businesses have everything that they need to be successful. So that's it for today's show. Um, we are looking forward to many more episodes, and we hope that you have a fabulous day. Thanks for listening to the Process to E-Commerce Profits podcast. Thank you for listening to the Process to Ecom Profits podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get updates for new episodes. Leave a review and one lucky winner each month will win a one-hour call with your choice of our hosts, a value of over $300. Keep listening to hear the winner announce on the first show of the month. You can contact our hosts by using the contact us form at processtoecomprofits.com. You can also find the contact information of our hosts and show guests in the show notes for each episode. 